Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Well, despite a committed effort from Essendon on the weekend of their 150th celebrations, it was Carlton who prevailed on Friday night football. Coming up, we'll hear the reactions from both coaches, our experts on AFL Nation, and one of the Blues' young stars as they jump back into the top four. Sharp on the ball movement, Carlton. has been able to pierce their way through. It's a dangerous sign for Essendon how easy they're able to march the footy down the field. Mackay around the corner. He's flopped at home. And Carlton with the first couple. What's really obvious to me is when Carlton win the footy on the turnover, how quickly their forwards sprint back to goal yep. to create options and create space. It's Chera who's out of the game. For Spitwater tough and ready with a tight hamstring. He fancies his chances. Dylan Shield arcs out a little, caresses the football. He knew he could do it, and he proves it. A 55-metre bomb. And suddenly the Bombers faithful love him. Essendon hit the front. The Silvani trots in 25 metres, if that, and converts the mark with an excellent goal. Well, they're doing a lot right, Essendon. It's just that on mistakes, the odd mistake, they're getting punished incredibly by the Blues. They're going to have to either tidy up their kicking and their skill error, or they're going to have to defend turnover a lot better than they are. Guelphie came out with a footy, gave it a draper. Slap, dash, hope for the best! Somehow, some miraculous how. It got there for a goal. How does this guy go? To Shield. How many is he up to on the safety safety steel sheds? He is up to 14. It's just great to see the traits of Dylan Shield that we saw as a young yep. player, yep. isn't it? Yeah. Harry Mackay curls it through for his third. Yeah. And the Blues push it to a game-high 23 points. Some way, Essendon are shooting themselves in the foot. I've touched on it a few times tonight in the call. Carlton's ability to be able to take the ball untouched from one end of the ground to the other is, is, is causing a huge issue for the Essendon backs. And ultimately, if you look at the, the names down there, there is going to be an element of yep. panic when it comes in so purely. So I think... For all of the good that Essendon has done, they're undoing or shooting themselves in the foot in some capacity, not being able to sort of put any pressure on, on the carton ball movement in open play. To uh, Mackay, was half knocked down, but he got it to Kuno, oh. who made the ball talk from the pocket and got it to roll through for a second. It was so beautifully summed up by Kuno, who points to his great forward teammate in Harry Mackay. Underneath Laverde, lost it. Fisher pounced and he bounces it through for another. Blues by six goals. And this might grow rapidly with the move they've come out in after halftime. The work rate of the Bombers going back into defence has dropped off. Absolutely dropped off. And Carlton have their tails up. You can see it right now with how hard they're running forward. 55 to 20 possessions in this term. They uh, just can't get their hand on it. We've got Parrish on the bench now. He might be done. 
Dyson Heppel, Essendon probing for a goal, and the captain will land it. The one thing that stood out at three-quarter time was Vossi. He did not miss any of the Blues. He wasn't happy with their third quarter, and uh, you'd expect a response there. Yeah, he, he was not happy. We could hear him from up here <laughs> as he launched into them, so you'd expect a big response. And after about ten minutes in that, that third quarter, I thought the Blues really struggled. I thought Essendon were outstanding, locking the ball inside their, their forward half, and hopefully they can get some reward for effort. Shield's been fantastic tonight. That's 10 tackles for him, and I just love the defensive side of his game. He's been awesome on offense when he's driven his legs like we've seen some of his best footy being played over the journey, but tonight it's been uh, the two sides to his game and his ability to defend and lead the way through that midfield. So the Blues will prevail. Paddy Cripps has the footy. Not their best, but they deny any joy for Essendon on their 150th celebrations. Instead, it's the Navy Blues. And what might be in 2022, 12.880 to 7.12.54 in front of 65,000 at the MCG. We are the Navy Blues. We are the old Navy Blues. Yes, the Blues winning by 26 points, 12-8-80 to the Bombers, 7-12-54. The night started with a stirring pre-match from the Bombers who celebrated 150 years with an excellent presentation of some of their legends. They utilised spotlights on a darkened MCG with the 16 Premiership Cups in the middle. The pageantry culminating as the current players linked arms with the stars of yesteryear to listen to the skipper Dyson Heppel, who tried to get his players roused before the game. They ended the match without the injured Andy McGrath, who was a late out, but the Blues lost Adam Chera early to hamstring soreness to balance the ledger. When the game started, Essendon were true to their promise. They brought tackling pressure and energy and dominated out of the middle. Unfortunately, initially at least, it amounted to not much as the Blues moved the ball far too easily out of the back 50 and into attack, something Bomber fans have got far too used to seeing. Mackay and Kerner were threatening up forward as the Blues kicked the first three goals of the game. But somehow the Essendon side found something with Jones and Draper taking strong marks and converting and they started to move the ball a little better. But a Kurnow goal after the siren gave Carlton the lead at the first break on the back of 14 inside 50s to 8. Although Paddy Cripps had just one possession in the opening term. The threat only got greater up front in the second term as the Blues looked set to tear the game apart. The halfback line of Saad, Newman and Doherty were setting things up with Hewitt and Walsh dominating the midfield and the aerial dominance was all too apparent. Young Reid was moved off Mackay who had three goals by half time but both he and Kurnow missed chances they normally would have converted. Although Dylan Shield was playing one of his best games for Essendon, Stringer was not a factor. Parrish who'd started strongly was sore in the calf and would ultimately be subbed out while Merritt too was quelled. It was a four goal game at half half-time, which increased early in the third, thanks to Kurnow and Fisher, as the Blues continued to dominate. But surprisingly, the Bombers found something real midway through the third term. They finally got some forward half dominance, but simply couldn't convert at one straight four behinds in a row. 
So the margin was 28 at the last, and with a fight up, Michael Voss clearly frustrated with some of the Blues' connection as they struggled to find alternate avenues to goal other than their big guys. And the last quarter was a non-event, with the Bombers winning the term four points to two. But Carlton ran out winners by 26 points. Doherty had 33, Walsh and Newman 29, Cripps 28, and Hewitt 28 for the winners, while Shield 27, Merritt 26, and Hind, who was one of their best in the second half, had 22. Mackay, three goals, one, and Kerno two goals, one. Both could have kicked more. Jones and Draper with a multiple goal kickers with two each for the Bombers. All right, let's get the summary from our experts, Jared Healy and Nathan Jones, before we hear from the coaches. And this is what our AFL Nation commentators thought of that performance tonight. Well, it wasn't a pretty second half, but it was a really pretty first uh, half of footy. I thought the Bombers were at their best with the uh, best quarter they've played for a long, long time. And the, the Blues fought back and really pushed away in the second quarter. And we saw just how powerful the Blues can be. Love the work of Doherty. What a story he is becoming. Uh, he'd be penciled in for an All-Australian uh, spot right now, I reckon, if uh, the reckoning was done. And uh, he just continued to lead uh, along with Saad and uh, Newman across that half-back line. They just rebounded and rebounded. Their linking up was excellent. And at half-time, it looked as if it was going to be a, a nice old shamozzle. But uh, they fought back well, Essendon. They found a way after a slow start in the third quarter. It was a bit of a strange quarter, but then they found a, another gear. And whilst they couldn't kick goals, they certainly, I think, will go away and say, well, we found something there. We, we defended better. We stopped the, the flow, the transition much better. They've got a long way to go, Essendon. I mean, they are off the pace. They're not down the bottom of the ladder for no reason. But uh, this was a workmanlike effort. But Mackay back in the side just shows Jonesy how powerful they can be if they can get a couple of defenders back. Well, in particular, Mitch McGovern, they're going to be a real threat as this season rolls along. Blues up to fourth now on the ladder, um, joining Fremantle and Brisbane on nine wins with an inferior percentage, and they displaced the Cats in that yep. position, Jonesy. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, Jared, around Carlton, and it's it's interesting for mine as we sit up here and you watch Ross at three-quarter time and you listen to Ash Hansen prior to the game about the frustration because he's, he's trying to instill that belief and trust in the system and for the players all of the reward they've got this year has been off the back of what they've been able to execute and you can see that tonight they're not quite at the level they've been at their absolute best but most importantly they ground out a win and uh and they got it done knowing that there's still i think they would look at it and look and think there's still a huge scope for us to improve and some of the players you mentioned as additions, obviously the biggest one of those, Harry Mackay, just adds a whole new dimension to their forward line. And you know, I think it's not uh, it's not sort of the footy you're producing right now. It's how much you can improve and build come the end of the year. And they're well and truly on the right track. And it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. And as much as they're not probably at their absolute prime, I think uh, there's a huge amount of upside for this Carlton side. Well, as always, winners are grinners. It wasn't perfect for Carlton, but let's hear from their coach, Michael Voss. Well, I thought our first half was um, was was really strong. Probably first two and a half quarters was um, was good, but we just we strayed from doing some little things um, well, um, which we'd been doing earlier, um, but we strayed away from it. So. Um, you know, look, I think we're still in that phase where we're learning to win and win properly um, and, you know, acknowledge that uh, there's still some growth left in us. Um, 
So I guess, you know, when we talk about expectations, people talk about expectations about, you know, where we're going to finish. But our expectations that is that we stay with what we're what we're trying to do and, and play a certain way and there's certain behaviours that we need and we have to stay on that. So um, so it was more reinforcement um, of being able to do that. The last quarter played out, but I think, you know, by then the result was starting to, to pick its own path and, um, you know, there's a lot of turnovers in the game in the last quarter. Conditions got a bit harder, but, um, you know, really pleased that we've been able to finish off the game and, um, and walk away with the four points. So the Blues jumped to fourth, joining Fremantle and Brisbane on nine wins. Before we listen to Ben Rutten, let's get a quick word from young small forward Matthew Owies for the Blues, who joined our AFL Nation team post-match. Sort of petered out a little bit toward the end. What did you make of it overall? Uh, yeah, it turned into a little bit of a um, straight up and down game, played in the, the middle third. So um, the boys did well to, to hold on when we weren't playing our, our best footy and our skills weren't the best, but the fight is always there, so uh, it was a great win. Can you tell us what Vossi was saying at, uh, at three-quarter time? We could hear him from up here in the box. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was urging us to play our style, um, not to go away from the simple things um, that, that got us in the position that we were. So uh, we have a clear game plan and clear roles, so he was just urging us to play that way. So what weren't you doing that uh, in the end sort of blocked that transition that you got so many goals from in the second quarter? Uh, I think we stopped getting up high as forwards and um, connecting with the wing to, to give our, our help side so um, that's something we'll look at and um, it's, it's definitely a weapon of ours when, when we're really on song so we come back through the middle and uh, link up and then you've got the two big boys hitting up with the ball. And now to Essendon and Ben Rutten on Essendon's big weekend unfortunately wasn't able to get his team over the line. Let's hear his reflections on the team's performance. It's been a fantastic week for the footy club. Um, a lot of people have put in a lot of, a lot of hard work. So, um, you know, I thought the, the way the players have embraced the week and um, prepared and set themselves up for tonight's performance, I thought it was hey, really pleased with um, the whole football club. Um, and, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I think there's certainly some signs there for, our, for us to take with us. You know, some signs of progress. Um, unfortunately, we're not able to. We're not quite getting the scoreboard to to move and, and churn the way we'd like um, just yet. And that's often often the last thing to start to get moving for us. But there's certainly some areas of our game tonight. I think we're, we're continuing to to build on. What are your areas? Can you identify where you thought there was some signs of progress? In your what game? was that, sorry? What areas can you identify that you, where you... Yeah, look, I thought our general contest work, you know, I think we had 75-odd tackles and our um, ability to win, uh, you know, get our share around the contest. Um, you know, Carlton have been pretty good in that, in that space around stoppages and their contested work, so... Um, yeah, I think we were ahead in our ground balls inside 50, you know, which is important stat generally, you know, and that, that's what gives you the opportunities in front of goal. Um, yeah, I think in the back end of that back end of that third quarter I felt like we had some momentum there. We started to build some pressure and, and time in our forward half, created about three or four snap goals for three behinds. You know, we weren't quite able to get the reward there and then we go into the, you know, uh, three quarter time, you know, nearly five goals down, you know, which is a different story if we were able to peg a couple back late in that third quarter so yeah they're the areas of the game we just need to keep keep looking to refine and, and execution around around goal execution around the fundamental stuff yeah there's still a bit of cost in our game in those areas 
Was the ease of transition for Carlton from their D50 to your front 50, or their front 50, a, a bit concerning for you? Yeah, today? it was, yeah, especially in the first half. I mean, I think we got better at that in the second half. Yeah, we certainly spoke about it at half-time. Um, yeah, their ease of being able to move it by foot, you know, uncontested marks, I, took, I think they took over 100, you know, which isn't a, isn't a good recipe. Um, you know, so that's, yeah, that was an area that let us down tonight. Another tough night for the Essendon coach, Ben Rutten, whose team has just two wins, and they tackle St Kilda in the second of three Friday night clashes over this mid part of the season. The Blues, on the other hand, get ready to face off against the Tigers, which promises to be a sensational start to next weekend. That'll be the Thursday night feature. So much to talk about, not just from last night, but from all the issues of the week and the big weekend ahead on AFL Nation. And to start things off, make sure you tune into the team on Crunch Time. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.